You're listening to Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly. And I'm Thomas III. We're them damn Indians. Indians, I say. It's a beautiful day to be Indian. I'm glad I'm Indian. And if you're Indian, you should celebrate it too. Yeah. Be uh, be unapologetically Indian. I'm telling you. There's really no other way to be, is there? No. I mean, not for me anyway. Not for I me mean, either. I, like, I don't. I don't even know what that would be like. Well, that like I guess um, I've always been a little more unapologetically Indian than a lot of folks anyway. Because like I mean, I I was traveling around dancing and stuff. Like one of my signatures whenever I was in school, like middle school and high school, I always had. I would find these different um, like turquoise and silver crosses that I would wear, like with just with just a chain. You know, just because it was just like, oh, everybody had had crosses, I guess, and they were all the the trend at the time was like all diamonds and bling and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm a, I'm gonna wear this turquoise, and I I'd get like turquoise rings from time to time, like wear pinky rings for a while and stuff like that, just just to kind of change it up a little bit, you know, because you know everybody had everybody had their own kind of stuff. So, oh yeah. Uh, so tomorrow we're going to be out at Ranlit Park. It's the first time Darko. that we're actually getting out in Anadarko. And, um, so come on, drive through, get yourself some swag, get yourself some great information yeah. out there. Got a lot of different organizations that are going to be there this time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's another one of those rare opportunities for people to, uh, to be able to, um, get out there and get their message out. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's, you know, we talk about it all the time, how we've both worked for, uh, you know, for federally, for federal programs, I guess, where you got federal money and you have stuff that you have to do. There's a certain amount of money you got to spend, this amount on on outreach and this amount on, you know, whatever these different things that's in your budget. And and if you don't do it, then they'll, they'll short your budget next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so get that money spent. That's right. So come on out. It's going to be a great time. Um, and you know, know your rights. Yeah, know your rights. And it's Know Your Rights Day 2021. And especially in the wake of a lot of the things that are happening to us in Indian country, um, especially here in Oklahoma with uh, the McGirt decision, um, it's opening up a lot of things. And we're starting to see uh, these different issues come to light. And this is one. It's from the Wall Street Journal. And it says, U.S. Indian Health Service doctor who prayed on young patients stripped a federal pension. Oh, good. He finally got stripped of his federal pension. Um, Does he owe back pay? The federal government revoked the pension of a former U.S. Indian Health Service physician who was convicted of sexually abusing children under his care on two Native American reservations, according to federal officials. Until last fall, the doctor, Stanley Patrick Weber, was receiving a taxpayer-funded pension worth $98,285.64 a year. Court records from February 2020 show, even though he was by then serving an 18-year sentence for child sex crimes. Dude was in jail, still collecting his pension. In jail. I guess that just went straight to his books. Oh, a Wall Lord. Street Journal investigation in 2019 
showed how IHS officials missed or ignored warning signs, punished whistleblowers, and allowed Weber, a staff pediatrician, to continue treating and abusing children despite his colleagues' suspicions over the course of more than two decades. A pediatrician. Over two decades, and whistleblowers were getting in trouble. Okay, so we're going to talk about this. In March 2019, the journal reported that Weber continued to receive his pension after an initial conviction in Montana in September 2018. At a sentencing hearing in a second trial in South Dakota in February 2020, he was sentenced to an additional five lifetime prison terms. Weber's pension was finally cut off on November 12, 2020, a spokeswoman for the U.S. Coast Guard told the journal last week. The Coast Guard processes pension payments for retired members of U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps, such as Weber. Last July, a spokesperson for Public Health Service explained the delay in removing Weber's pension benefits. She said the agency had to wait until Weber was convicted and sentenced before acting to strip him of his pension. About 21 months passed between the time Weber was initially sentenced and a board of inquiry convened, costing taxpayers almost $180,000 by the time the pension was cut off. The Public Health Service, a uniform service that provides medical personnel to some federal programs and is operated by the Department of Health and Human Services, declined to answer any questions about Mr. Weber's pension, claiming it was barred from disclosing such personnel information by the Federal Privacy Act. On October 13th, the Public Health Service convened the Board of Inquiry to review Weber's discharge status with the aim of blocking his pension. Rear Admiral Stella Jones, a senior veterinarian in the Public Health Service and a regulatory official at the Food and Drug Administration, presided over the board. Ms. Jones did not respond for a request to comment. The board recommended changing Weber's discharge status from honorable to dismissed and terminating his retired commission, along with all related benefits, including his pension. Steve... A spokeswoman for U.S. Senator Steve Daines, a Montana Republican, said the spokeswoman said HHS briefed the office of Mr. Daines on Monday evening about the developments. Um, And so they're going, but we were on it. We didn't drag our feet at all, blah, 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 said Dr. Gyar, who also served as a Trump administration's COVID-19 testing czar. So, yeah, we can really believe what he's saying. yeah. Um, since Weber's conviction, that guy's got a, credibility written all over him, right? A number of Weber's <laughs> confirmed and alleged victims have taken steps to sue the federal government for its role in allowing the doctor to repeatedly abuse his patients in both Montana and South Dakota. While most of these cases remain in litigation, the government paid two hundred thousand dollars to settle one of them last month, according to the Treasury Department and an attorney in the case. In the settled case, a Blackfeet tribal member from Montana claimed he was abused by Weber as a young boy in the 1990s. The settlement came during the administrative process that precedes litigation in federal tort cases. Weber, now in federal prison, didn't respond to a letter seeking comment about his case earlier this month. Yeah. So this guy... So there were people going, hey, we think this guy's abusing kids. And whistleblowers were getting in trouble. And we're like, oh, no, 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 not that guy. Well, I don't even know if it was not that guy. It's just so much as he didn't freaking care. Yeah. Who? Ca- I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, well. Who cares well, about what? any kids getting abused? Well, and you're going to ruin this man's career kind of thing. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I mean, he made survivors out of his patients. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, dudes, yeah. I mean, 
there's there's so much that's wrong with this story, but it really epitomizes everything that's wrong with like everything. You know, I mean, we have this this old white guy who's been allowed to work as a predator in as a pediatrician. A protected predator. Yeah. With with unlimited supply of of victims that have no other choice. You don't you don't have a choice to go to a different pediatrician when you're when you're on the res and you got an IHS doctor, that's all you fucking got. Yep. And how is he the only one going to jail? How is he the only one going to jail? There should and be I mean there should be a long line of people that allowed this shit to happen that should all be going to jail with him. Like straight up. And they they should all be facing death penalty charges. Oh, I wish I wish child abuse was a death penalty charge. Yeah, like a child sex abuse, that kind of shit. Like, yeah, I I believe I believe that most sexual predators are not able to be rehabilitated. I think once you get to a certain point, there's no there's no fixing that if you catch it too late. You know what I mean? Like Is there any fixing it at all though? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of that whole nature versus nurture argument. You know, because so many sexual predators were abused as a kid. Not all of them, though. Well, I know not all of them, but I'm saying so many of them were. That has to be a common thread in in how somebody ends up that twisted. And is there is there a point where you can catch somebody and help them kind of understand why their head's so fucked up when they're younger and they can deal with it instead of get some therapy. Yeah. Instead of keep on compounding these problems and adding them on top of each other and just stacking them up. And then, and then it just, it just makes it worse. You know, like, I mean, I I don't know what that progression is. If there is a progression, if there's a point where you can, where you can help somebody that may, you know, cuz I think I think people that end up being murderers I think that that there are some people that are murderers that you can never rehabilitate cuz they're already that far gone but I think if you would have caught them earlier in their life there may have been a chance for some of them there are some people that are just sociopaths that are that are that have no feelings no empathy um towards anything like they're born that way but there are people that are hardened into that. They lose that feeling because, you know, the the stuff that goes on in their that they've gone through in their life. Like I watched a I watched a, a documentary about Iceberg Slim, and you know all the stuff that he went through and the the amount of abuse that he went through and how that really affected his outlook and how. Uh, you know, it wasn't until way later on in his life, reflecting back on it, that he realized 
uh, you know, how how messed up his mentality was and how much it was due to, you know, his mama being a prostitute and him being raped by, you know, another prostitute and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, if some of that stuff didn't happen, maybe he would have been a completely different kid. Maybe he wouldn't have been, you know, this pimp that ended up in prison and doing all this kind of stuff. Like, I, I don't know. You know, that's that that's that nature versus nurture because – I mean, you can have kids grow up in a perfect environment with two loving parents and everything they need, and they still grow up to be a fucking psycho. Look at the Menendez brothers. Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, there's there's it's still a lot that we don't understand about the human condition, the human brain, the the psychology of everything and the and the chemical balances and all that kind of we're just scratching the surface. Like, like the, the shit that we know about the brain now is light years ahead of what we knew about the brain 20 years ago. And that just, that continues to keep on going. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to, we're going to keep on learning more and more. And, you know, we're, we're at the point now where they can screen you for certain diseases in your baby when you're pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this baby's got a 60% chance of getting, you know, like some kind of rare disease. You know what I mean? And, and you know, might affect their their way of life and, you know, being able to live a happy life and all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, that's that's a whole other bag of worms. But, you know, we're just at that point now where we're able to start predicting things like that things that don't develop until way later. And, you know, how much how much does that affect, you know, what what's going on around you? How much does it have an effect on that on that probability? Cuz I mean, every every human being is born with a certain percent chance probability that they're going to get lung cancer, let's say. And there are people that can go their whole life without smoking, not work around smoke, not do anything detrimental to their lungs, and catch lung cancer. Now, if you do smoke and you work in a coal mine and you, you know, or work in a casino or some shit like that, then you're you're up in your chances of getting lung cancer. But that doesn't mean that you're automatically going to get lung cancer. You know, every smoker doesn't end up with lung cancer. So... It, there's a there's a lot of different there's a lot of different things that affect that probability and and that's kind of the kind of the point that I'm at with these with these sexual predators it's like are they born like this or is this something that they were turned into and you know a lot like uh murderers or whatever is there some of both Cause there are people that were born inherently bad and they started microwaving cats and shit like that when they were eight. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these people exist, but you know, there are other people that are like, man, it was just the nicest person in the world and something happened. And you know, next thing you know, you got, uh, what was the dude's name? Chris Dorman, the LAPD cop that shot all the rest of the cops. Wasn't that his name? I'm not sure. Remember he went on the rampage. He killed like, I don't know how many cops he killed, but he was a he was a good cop, and he tried to speak out against racism in the LAPD, 
and he was reprimanded and fired for it. And then he went off and ended up killing like 10 cops and, you know, went down in a blaze of glory up in the mountains in California. But, you know, by all accounts, he was, he was a good dude. He wanted to do what was right. He wanted all that. And then what he experienced being a police officer in Los Angeles turned him into a monster. Well, but that seems like it's more like socially provoked. If he would have been a, if he would have been listened to, it might have been different. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that this predator was allowed to operate within Indian Health Service. Allowed to operate. And when you look at it that way, you know that this isn't the only case. This isn't the only predator that's that's allowed to to not, operate not within just Indian allowed, Health. almost encouraged. When you start silencing whistleblowers, you're making an honest attempt to cover up all this shit. You're encouraging them. Oh, go ahead. You can get away with it. We won't tell. Yeah. And if anybody else tells, we'll fire them. And so so that leads me to this. So is there a ring? Is there a ring of pedophiles that's operating in the Montana and Dakota's IHS would it be outside the realm no and and a bigger question would be is pediatrician one of those one of those jobs that pedophiles look for you know what I mean? To to have an uh an unlimited you know what I mean? Yeah, pedophiles that work at daycares and pedophiles that, you know, that are school janitors and shit like that. Is this one of those jobs where if you can get through the military and get your training, go be a pediatrician, you know, are there are there do these people run in circles? Like, do they talk to each other? You know what I mean? Like, is that a... Like, is this a, Is it a pack thing? Yeah, or on some message alone? board, they're like, hey, this is how you do it right here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, is there a hierarchy there? Who is it that's that's protecting this guy? And that, and for what? Is it just because they've known him all these years? or Or is it just because they have some sort of weird military respect for him or you know I, I don't know it's it's awful and there it's happening a, to our Indian kids there should be a lot more people going to jail that's all I know yep they're, they're allowing that to happen to our Indian kids so that's that's the that's the awful part of it to me thank you so much for tuning in we are indigenous we're independent we're them damn Indians at Talk Jive Radio